courage is grace under pressure. This is the place where your experiences find resonance, your opinions matter, and your voices get heard. This is home to the Voices of Courage. Welcome to our October special. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month. It's a very special month to the ladies, actually to some of men too even. Um, and uh, we thought, you know, we people at Women of Courage Asia would really like to um, do a shout out this month for Breast Cancer Awareness. Um, particularly so also because of our... Uh, Dear guest speaker today as well. She's a very crucial part and integral part of Women Courage Asia. And if you don't already know Anita, Anita uh, is always our fabulous MC at the Mali Empower meeting. And she shared her story at our third anniversary, her very touching and very um, moving uh, story. And if you'd missed it, you missed a lot. But this time, we invite her back to share a little bit more in-depth of what uh, she's been through as a breast cancer patient currently. Um, we'll go through her story uh, and we'll let her share. But to those who are new with us, uh, I'll let Anita do an introduction of herself. Okay, hi, I'm Anita. Uh, I'm from Singapore, but currently in the UK. Uh, not for holiday, just to settle my daughter down. So I'm in this beautiful land called Cambridge and it's so beautiful. You should see the videos. Um, anyway, I am a volunteer with Women of Courage Asia. Uh, I, I, I'm also a mom of three beautiful teenagers, uh, young adults now. So yeah, uh, basically I am still undergoing cancer treatment. Yeah, I'm still undergoing cancer treatment. So I hope to graduate in January 2023. We are all rooting for you here in uh, Women of Courage Asia, of course. And, um, you know, Anita has been so brave about it all. And that's why we really wanted her to come in and share her insights. You know, even as she's going through this journey, you know, what are the, some of the things that she can share with the viewers out there? Even, you know, for, for especially for women at uh, this age, um, we, we really need to be more aware about our breasts and how we can really take good care of them uh, and prepare ourselves so that um, we can look out for signs and things like that, right? Um, Anita, <laughs> I know this is probably a very sensitive topic and uh, to you right now, but um, so can you share with us a little bit, you know, like what was it like? Uh, okay, what was your idea about breast cancer awareness before you even had it? You know, what, 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 what do you think about it then? Well, to be very honest, I didn't think anything about it. I couldn't be bothered, actually, to be very frank, thinking that it will never happen to me uh, because I got no family history. I, I think I kind of take care of myself. But uh, it is a silent... Uh, it creeps in. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have no family history. So if you don't go for early diagnosis, you don't go for uh, your mammogram or even your self-examination after the shower, uh, it creeps in. So, yeah, so... Basically, negligence is what I was going through. I couldn't be bothered. That's the frank answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, not not just you. I think many of us fall into that category. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it if not for the fact my company sends me for regular checkup. <laughs> but that said, um, 
So how was it like, you know, what 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 was it that led to your discovery that you had breast cancer? How did it happen? Uh, it happened be- it happened because I decided I was 85 kilos, I was a bit overweight. So I decided one day to find my sports bra and squeeze my breast into a sports bra that was like 10 years old, something like that, you know, which is, I was way thinner then. Uh, after exercising, then I went to my laptop to work and that's when, because when you squeeze everything in, something will pop out. So the side of my right breast, uh, there was a, if you see the breast, it's just a whole thing that pops out. So it's very significant. So when I felt it, I went, mm. I think you just know that that is not good news as a woman. I think we have the intuitive and I knew this is bad news. So um, I didn't cry. I didn't ask why. I think I was very calm and logical. So immediately uh, when I see the doctor, to get a, the, the usual mammogram, you know, get the biopsy done. And within a week, I won the 4D lotto ticket, stage two, triple negative. Um, so to some of us that are very, very new to breast cancer, um, maybe we can have a little bit of an infographics to kind of help us out here. <laughs> uh, let me share a screen uh, with those ladies that are tuning in, you know, we... We are not experts on this, but, you know, there are a few stages of cancer that we can see here, you know, from even stage zero to stage four, you know, what we can say, uh, this, that's mainly determined by the tumor size. Uh, so from very small ones in the glands, 2 cm, five to, uh, 2 to 5 cm or 5 cm larger. So anything, uh, those kind of thing will determine which stage you will be at. Of course, also whether your lymph nodes are affected. Uh, and whether is it confined to the breast area or has it already spread, that will actually uh, largely determine how, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> the breast cancer uh, stage is, uh, yeah. And, but I was really re- amazed when I saw this, uh, doing my research and I saw this infographic, that the fire survival rate, it's very high. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I, I don't know, maybe Anita, because we never went to even bother to check ourselves, right? When you need, when your doctor probably walked you through this um, graph, if he ever did, did he? The doctor didn't need to go through it, but you have every breast cancer patient will get a, what they call a breast cancer nurse mm. that you can call anytime for support. And she did this infographics to explain to layman's term and. Uh, if I may say so, if you need to get cancer, I mean, I don't preach this, but if you need to get cancer, breast cancer is one of the best cancer to get because the survival rate, as you can see, even at stage two, is 87%. So, uh, and, and the diagnosis and the treatment is so good and advanced that you don't have to fear much, you know, besides size effect. You can see my hair has just started growing. So, I'm waiting for a nice long hair soon. <laughs> and- and it's going to grow out even more luscious than before, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, so ladies, you know, I think this is a big encouragement to all of us to really, really do our checks early because the earlier you catch it, the higher the success rate of you recovering from it and even going out from the remission stage of the five years uh, stage. Yeah, so call out number one, do your checks early. <laughs> Right, but so next, Alita, so, you know, you did share with us, um, you know, that you didn't really, f- you know, like, it wasn't all 
doom and gloom the moment. I mean, you had the sense check that it was like, oh, um, it's probably going to be some, it's probably going to be breast cancer. Um, what was the thing that gave you strength? I mean, I, I've, I've heard that, you know, treatments and whatnots can be really grueling, you know, the nauseousness and, you know, the lack of energy and whatnot. What's the thing that really, really, you know, pulled you through this whole many, many months of cancer treatment? Uh, you're on mute, dear. <laughs> okay, maybe you want to put out the infographics and then we can speak. Oh, sure. One yeah. second. Too sexy. The picture is too sexy. <laughs> yeah. uh, basically, first of all, I think um, you, you need to have faith. Uh, I'm not talking about spiritual faith, but uh, spiritual faith is important if you're a spiritual person. But I think, first of all, you need to accept that, okay, you have cancer. Uh, because until you come to that point that you, you cannot, if you're still in denial that, you know, um, that, that you don't have it, or maybe you want to go for alternative treatment or some herbal treatment or something like that, uh, until you have, you have to accept the fact that you... And then the second thing you need to do is not to think that it is a death sentence. It is not a death sentence. As you can see, I had stage 2 and I had an 87% survival rate. I mean, so these are the two things. And then the third thing actually for me is having a very positive mindset to know that I'm going to get the best possible treatment. I'm going to get the best possible care. Uh, and I went to the public, uh, public hospital. I didn't go to private. I went to public hospital and honestly, I got the best possible care. Um, and having that faith in your support system you know your 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 medical treatment your doctors and your medical treatment and also i had a very small group maybe two or three people which i know i can call up anytime and go i'm feeling crappy you know so that that support system is very important and you you got to know when you're a cancer patient um your your family like i have three wonderful daughters i have a husband uh, you cannot burden them because they really feel very burdened and they don't know how to help you. I mean, you only know what your symptoms are and how crappy you feel. And I keep using the word crappy because you do feel crappy, especially if you take on IV chemo. Okay, so um, basically having that positive mindset is so important. The self-talk, to wake up in the morning and go, I can do this, you know, and having a list of things to do, meaningful things to do. Like for example, I refuse to get help. Okay, maybe I'm just psycho, okay? I refuse to get uh, uh, home home help meaning like a part-time mate or something so for me it forced me to move it doesn't matter if i sweep half the floor it's, it forces me to move because i remember there are days i only do like 500 steps and 500 steps just wake up go to the toilet and come back you know when i used to do 10,000 steps a day right so um, having these three things having faith in your ecosystem is very important Having faith in your ecosystem and creating a positive ecosystem. That, that for me was what's pulling me through. I mean, I'm still on chemo. I'm still on chemo. I, I, I finished my 16 rounds of chemotherapy. Now I'm on six months of IV uh, tablets because they still found tumors. And, you know, just, just, just accept that, that this is what you have to do. You know, it's just a year, you know. It's just a year. Then I graduate in January. Then I live life, you know. So uh, it, it is really not, I'm not putting it down because I know there are other people who say who has gone through cancer, but I was one of the few fortunate ones that never had uh, much of a side effect like the nausea. I didn't have had nausea. I had a dip in energy, which is acceptable, but no nausea. So that was really good. 
uh, I lost appetite, which is great because I lost 30, 11 kilos. So I'm looking hot and sexy now. So I'm really happy myself. So it's an excellent, it's just about, you know, reframing and telling yourself that for me, cancer was an excellent weight loss management program. Okay. Because everything tastes so metallic, so you don't want to eat, right? And it's also a great, um, because I think my lifestyle was really like a rain track, a train track, a, a, a rain, um, a train rack. You know, like I think in Asia, we we do not know how to pull the handbrakes and and we don't know how to say we have to stop and then, you know, we need to rest. So this was a great time to pull the handbrakes and there were a lot of things I couldn't do. Uh, that's one symptoms which I had was what we call chemo brain where I can walk and I'm so forgetful, right? And uh, that's effects of chemo and you can walk into a room and then oh, I'm supposed to do something, what it is. But it's not that split second, but it's a lot of events. So that was scary. I thought it was early dementia or something, but these are all effects of chemo. So yeah, just, just make sure your ecosystem is, set up the ecosystem. Yeah, that's all I can say. Uh. I mean, I, I do know, like, when you say about ecosystem, did it help or for you to speak with other cancer patients that were going through the same? You know, I'm sure when you went for your, you know, treatment, you met other people who were going through the same. Um, did that help or was that something that was not as helpful? I remember when I first went for my first chemo, uh, the room, I'm not, it's, it's like cubicles, right? It felt like I went to a mortuary. Nobody talked. Nobody smile. You know, you know their body don't lie. You know how you walk, like you know, you bend it, you know, you don't walk upright and like oh you know. Mm -hmm. So and I told myself, no way I'm gonna be like this. So the whole sixteen it, it's really a conscious decision as to how you wanna treat this. You can choose you can nobody will blame you if you want to behave like oh woe unto me. Nobody blame me because you do feel like woe unto me, you feel like death every day. But I chose to, in the end, my cubicle was the noisiest and we laugh a lot. I find out who's dating who. I found out the nurses uh, who don't like who. It's just a big, <laughs> it's a big people unseen moment. So I, I really enjoyed myself. So it didn't feel dreadful going for chemo. Uh, in fact, I, I look forward to it. I'm a people person. So, but most of the time, like, you know, my chemo can last up to five to six hours sometimes. Oh. Yeah, it's that long because there are many, many drugs and, you know, so most of the time I'll be sleeping because it does cause drowsiness. It does, they, it does give you a medicine to cause you to relax and to sleep. So it was a great sleep, you know, I had. And, um, did I find it useful to speak to a cancer patient? Okay, I only knew one other person who had cancer was a good friend and I, I won't mention her name, but I am so glad I spoke to her and I'll never again speak to her because to another cancer patient because two person going through the same cancer has very different experience just like you and i can go to the same movie and we come up with different reflections mm -hmm. so for her was she because she's a dear friend she said you cannot eat this you cannot go out you cannot mix with people and i remember last year when i shared uh, my story at uh, woman of courage asia third anniversary i had a big call from her and she screamed at me and scolded me i said how dare you go you're gonna get covid and you know your immune system is zero so I always have this, I'll, I won't mention her name, let's, let's name her Deborah, okay? I told myself, I'll, my whole cancer treatment, I never want to be Deborah. So that was my mood. So whenever I feel down, I go, I'm not doing a Deborah. I'm not doing a Deborah. So that was one of my motivations. So uh, I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, 
now after going to uh, chemo, it's actually very doable. It, it's not as bad as it sounds, you know. I'm not encouraging people to get cancer, okay? Because it, it chooses you, okay? You don't yes. choose. It's not, it, it's not like, like no, COVID, no, okay? wants to strike that Toto, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to strike that 4D. But what I'm saying is that it is actually the journey is not that bad. It's not that bad. Now, looking back. But I must say, all those people who were in that room every time you were having treatment are probably very, very fortunate because you totally must have lifted their mood and the atmosphere there. I think it makes a lot of difference when, you know, you go know there. I, I don't know. know. I definitely I, would love people to have someone uh, so, uh, as positive as you there. Uh, but you, a lot of time you see people, I mean, I think one of the things that, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that you didn't, I didn't have my down moments. I had my many down moments where I never questioned God why, but I think one of the, got me really down, is my appearance is very important to me. I always think I've got a pretty face and my hair is great when I lost my hair because the hair was coming down in chunks. So after one first month of treatment, my first job was in December, by January, when you lie down on your bed, when I wake up, there's lumps of hair that just drop off, you know? So I made a decision uh, to pay $5, go to Amokyo, pay $5, and had it shaved off. I think that for me was uh, was horrible. No? Horrible. Not having your hair, and then not having your eyebrows, your eyebrows would drop, you know? So I really looked horrible. I feel that I look really horrible. Like even now, even the hair is growing back a bit, but I've taken photographs of myself and, and I suppose that, that for me affected me. So if, you know, if the side effects didn't get me, the appearance got to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand. I mean, women, uh, hair is our crowning glory. I have thinning hair, so I, I, I think I can to some part understand what that means because every time I see ball patches, I'll be like, ah, I'm only like, what age and I'm already going bald. How am I gonna survive the rest of the other years, you know? So yeah, I can I can understand. We we all wanna look pretty whatever if we are. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so I don't know. Going through all this thing, it sounds like you 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 had your game together, you kind of like knew very early onset, you know, how you wanted to position yourself to fight this war, to fight this battle, you know, but I guess not everybody can be as strong as you, and I really applaud that you've done it. I mean, I know that months there's still a couple of months to go, but definitely I know you're gonna make it to the final point, and we're gonna be cheering you there. <laughs> but now that you are almost there at the final point, you know, on hindsight, is there anything at all that you would have done differently? Oh, please touch yourself. I know it sounds so rude. Please touch yourself. <laughs> It's it an organ that belongs to you. I mean, I, 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 I'm a believer. So I always believe that your body is a gift from God, right? So you, you must take care of it. I mean, I'm not talking about obesity. You know, that's also very questionable, okay? But, you know, breast cancer is something, early detection, right? And if you have early detection, if it's like one millimeter or one cm, it is so, so treatable and you don't have to go through chemo, you know, you get what I mean? You don't have to go through the craziness, yeah. It's just a little keyhole surgery, they take it out, they patch it up, two hours later they send you home or 24 wow. hours depending where you are. So it is, so do touch yourself. I know I'm sounding very cute, but do fondle yourself. If you don't want to fondle, ask your husband to fondle you. <laughs> and say, hey, you know, 
tell your husband, I'm not suggesting anything funky here, but you know, <laughs> you just like, you know, like, let's have a good time with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, early detection, you know, go for a mammogram and it's almost free. You know, if you go for, if you go during the breast cancer month, right, mm. you, it's almost free in your polyclinic. And I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And you don't want to go through what the cancer patient going through. 16 rounds of chemo, surgery, then after that, still have to go through chemo tablets because they still found little mini, mini ones, you know. So, and also take care of your stress level. I think, as I was saying, my life was a train wreck, you know, I was like, woof, you know, 300 kilometers an hour, you know. I think the stress level, my, my cancer is because of my stress level. I didn't take care of my stress level and I think, you know, I think maybe I had a lot of pride thinking that I can conquer everything, you know. So, uh, yeah, stress level and yeah, have a good time with your husband. You're making those people who are not married very envious now, okay? <laughs> because they got nobody to do it for. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, uh, we're not advocating anything here, but don't get yourself checked. anything bad, but you know, well, if you're not married, you can find ways to get somebody to touch you. <laughs> yep, but uh, anyway, um, so I just want to shout out, you know, so what should you be looking out for when you are having, you know, you want to look out for symptoms, you know. So just sharing with another infographics, you know, these early diagnoses would co con consist of you know, nipple changes, changes in your breast color, bloody discharge, pitting of the breast skin. So a bit like, you know, like a bit like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, rotten apple when they start to have some wrinkly stuff, yeah? Uh, you have a lump in the breast or maybe even breast or nipple pain. So these are just some of the things that you need to look out for apart from just finding that lump. So, you know, a lot of us, when we do the, the, the check, we always think, oh, it must be a lump. But there are other symptoms that you can also look out for. So these are really good tips that I hope that you can take away as well. Um, and... Um, before we go for the day, I have one more thing to uh shout out for, you know um all this is not is not just to you know um uh it's not just to get you to know all this knowledge for nothing, but we really really want you to go out and grab a girlfriend to get them to go for breast. Can, uh, sorry, to go for a breast scan or ultrasound or mammogram together. I think that's the most important thing that you can do for a loved one this month. Okay, so really go and grab a girlfriend if you're a female or if you're a husband, get your wife to go for ultrasound, uh, uh, breast ultrasound or go for a mammogram and then you will be, yeah, doing that lots of good. Yeah, so uh, we do have for this month also in uh, leading up to the end of the month, we are doing a little um, exploration race. So we are doing in the name of Breast Cancer Awareness. We're going to have amazing race again. <laughs> Anita, you can be back then. <laughs> Will you be back by then? Yes? Okay, you got to yes, join I'll us. i by then, but super <laughs> jet lag, but sure, why not? <laughs> I just okay. walk for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or you can be our station master so you don't walk so much, okay? Yeah, but get your girls to come and join us. Get them to bring their friends along. I'm bringing my intern, you know? So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun, you know, now that borders are open, no more COVID measures. We are going to be having fun time running across Singapore, 
learning interesting facts about, you know, breast cancer awareness stuff, you know, debunking the myths of breast cancer and lot, lots more, okay? So, and if you don't already know, I'm going to just do shout out for <laughs> one more thing. Uh, for Breast Cancer Foundation, they always have a memo bus going around Singapore every month. And if you need to get yourself checked and you don't want to go to like a clinic and whatever, do go to their website and check out when's the next memo bus coming near to your neighborhood and go sign up. All right. Um, we don't have a lot of time today, but I would really, really love to have a ch chance to chit chat with uh, Anita more. But uh, Anita, before I let you go, uh, I know we've been shouting out again and again and again, but is there any other thing or one last thing that you want to say to our viewers? Um, Self-examination, that's it. Honestly, if you forget anything I say, don't worry about your mindset and all that. Get your mammogram done. Once every two years, that's all. Once every two years at least, right? Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> all right. So I want to say thanks so much to Anita for really even sparing us the time while she's away in UK to come and do this uh, sharing with us. But we are so looking forward to have you back, Anita. And um, ladies... Uh, we'll see you in the next episode of this Breast Cancer Awareness Series. And we'll be having Teresa Tan to come and share uh, with us her story. So let's see you next time. Thank you so much. See you. Thank you for joining us at Voices of Courage Asia. Be part of our expanding female entrepreneur community at Her Courage Biz Network on Facebook. To know more about our coaching programs and workshops, Come visit us at www.classliving.com.sg Do follow us and subscribe to Voices of Courage Asia as we continue to bring you courageous women voices from around the world. We look forward to sharing more with you on the next episode. Sending you our love. Speak to you soon.